It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. They're saying Auburn's offense will look similar going into 2022. I have my doubts. I'll tell you why on today's Locked on Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. It is a tar- uh, Charlie Tuesday on a Thursday. On Thursday. Double dipping this week, baby. Let's go. Let's All right, do this. Since we last spoke, Eric Kiesau spoke to the media, Auburn's new offensive coordinator. He's had a million yeah, different totally. titles in the last 12 months, but he is now... Auburn's OC, and he talked about how Auburn's offense would look similar as it did last year, and then used the verbiage of, you know, they want, like last year, they want to settle in and establish the run. Hmm. Well, I don't think those are the same two things. <laughs> it does seem. <laughs> you know what does, I mean? <laughs> they yeah, didn't establish but, the run last year. Because, and I believe that they tried, and then it got away from them, they had to go to the air a little bit more. But even in close games, it's like, nope, if there's an option to run or pass, then we're going to pass it last season. And so well, it's just like, I don't, I, don't think that's the, I don't think that's an accurate thing. Is that a function of the offense or the goals in mind? Or is that a function of when you get in the game and you figure out pretty quick what works and what doesn't? Well, and I said that like after the Penn State game. Of like, yeah. it just feels like the flow of the game got away from Auburn at times last season. Yeah. And, you know, is, is Keysout going to be better having a handle on that than Mike Bobo? Maybe. I, I'm not sure. You know, I think Bobo kind of went in with some plays that he wanted to run. And it, I think Guinea OC is going to do that. But I, I just think it's interesting language. And this is a narrative that's already been pushed a little bit throughout the offseason. And since Keysout has taken over with the whole... Um, you know, it's going to be similar to last year because we're going to, just like last year, establish the run. And it's like, you did not do that. You did not do that in 2021 with Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. I get it. I get it. I don't think they did it either. I just don't think they did it because they didn't want to do it. I think they did it because... Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, they, they just couldn't, didn't have the talent uh, in the trenches to be able to push people. Uh, I, here's one one thing I would like to see, like, can we just – does it have to be a run to get a touch to a running back? Like, why – I mean, why don't we just focus on touch? Like, they're 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 the both the most proven, other than a couple of tight ends, the most proven, like, big play threats that we have. Why does it have to be handoff under center? Like, like why, why can't we 
it seems like other teams, they have all these like check downs, dump yeah. offs, screen plays, different ways they can get the ball in the hands of their playmakers. And last year we had a trouble turning around, handing off at a, a lot of times, especially in short yard situations and being able to get them the ball and get positive yards. So, I mean, it's, we always, it's, it just seems like we're, I don't know, we're focused on getting the run game going. Well, okay, that that's fine. But there's more ways to get the ball into the hands of uh, Tank and Jarquez, and both of them have been proven there to be, you know, very good pass catchers. Like, how about we just get them touches? Period. Let's just let's just settle in on getting them the ball at by any means necessary, uh, thirty times a game, and then however that is, whether it's run or pass, just let it be. Just get them the ball. Yeah, I mean, and it, it puts sense. so much less stress on their body as well. I mean. Eight receptions yeah. to a running back is not the same thing as eight carries. It's just eight not. Eight carries between the tackles. No, totally. It's not right. at all. And you saw them go to that screen game a little bit to tank in the Birmingham Bowl, mm-hmm. which was he good. he broke a long one. He did. He that was like the biggest play yeah. of the game. It was like a two-yard pass that went, it probably went like 40 yards. I don't remember the exact specifics of it, but exactly. I, I'm there with you, yards. though. I'm there with you. And... I mean, even like, you know, your 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 typical swing passes or things like that, all of that is just an extension of the run. It still does the same purpose that you want a run to do, is to defend it if you think it's coming. Somebody, whether it's a safety or a nickel, or if you're having more linebackers on the field, whatever it may be, they have to get closer to the line of scrimmage. That's why you're doing that, is because you want them to respect that they're going to do something short, and then you can either play action off of it, or you can just send them on a swing and they have to respect it. So they have to step up some because they don't want to give Tank 10 yards of space. And so it allows somebody possibly to get open behind that defender. And there's yeah. a lot that goes into that. Like there's a lot that opens up once you establish any kind of short yardage game, whether it's running or these short passes that you're talking about. And to me, it probably isn't fair to Tank. It's, it's, it's probably not fair to Tank. But Jarquez, to me, in that scenario, seems like a no-brainer. And in the past at Auburn, and I will, I will put this as Harson and Gus, and the fact that they both did this, I assume it happens other places too because they're very different when it comes to, you know, running yeah. an offense. But it just seems like they pick a dude in the backfield to be like, okay, you're the pass-catching running back. And last year it was Shivers. And, like, I love Sean Shivers, Probably not the best hands in the running back room last year. But it's like, yeah. all right, you kind of lost the RB2 spot because you got hurt at a really bad time and Jarquez just like couldn't be tackled for three or four weeks of the season. And so yeah. it's like, okay, well, we're just going to kind of put you in this situation. And it popped off against LSU. It was fantastic. And then that was like, okay, that's your role for the rest of the season. It's like, it doesn't need to be like that. Tank can catch the football just fine. Jarquez can catch the football just fine. And so I hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, I mean, the NFL, that in in some ways, they do have, like, third down pass catching backs, like the guys that go in, you and have you, your guys at pound. But, like, our guys could be – they could they could be that guy in the NFL. Jarquez could be a third down pass catching back in the NFL. So yeah. could Tank. And they both could be uh, – they both could be first down, second down uh, between the tackles guys. So, I'm just saying, I just think when you have – the two when you have two of the most talented uh, offensive players are, are running backs. Let's just let's just don't get so tied up in like figuring out how we have to be able to turn around and hand the ball off. Like yeah. 
let's let's just develop everything we can around that. And I'm sure they're doing that. I'm sure they're doing that. And it's just a terminology thing that we're hanging on, or, or just a word that we're hanging on on the you know in practice. But right, yeah. I mean, get on the ball any by any means necessary. No, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And I'm fine with your role. If you were a third down back and that is your role, I'm cool with that. That I don't think that's the same thing. It's like with Gus, it was when Devin Barrett was in, it was yeah. going to be a swing pass, right? Swing pass or a wheel route. Right. And with Shivers last year, it was a little bit different yeah. because he was such a good pass blocker and picking up blitzes and things like that. And so I think with experience now, and they probably didn't think Jarquez Hunter was going to play as much as he did last season. And so he probably he didn't get as many early. reps. Right, yeah. And so you got to think that he'll get more reps now in blitz pickup and things like that. It could be a really, really solid option in that role because I don't really want Tank doing that. I don't really need Tank getting rocked by a 240-pound blitzing linebacker. Like, that's just not something I think really helps this team. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Yep. 100%. Yep. All right. Kisau also said something else about watching NFL tape. I thought that was interesting for several reasons. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But hey, March Madness is here. If you're listening to this Thursday when this goes up, it happens tonight, folks. And you need to follow along all day long. You can do it time slot by time slot. So you can do the 11 o'clock, the 1 o'clock, the 3 o'clock. I mean, all day. However you want to do it, you need to participate and play at StatHero, stathero.com slash locked on. They give you a ton of different options with how you want to play daily fantasy sports. Specifically today, I imagine a lot of you will be playing daily fantasy basketball. It is so fun. It's designed for you to win because it lists out what you need to do. And for the, the mode I play the most of, there's two teams and you get to pick one, StatHero gets to pick one. Obviously, they take the other one. And so it, it kind of puts the power in your hands. So, Go to stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That is stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Charlie Five, Eric Kiesel, he also noted that Auburn, they have been watching NFL tape so they could better adapt and understand how to really optimize Tank Bigsby's running style because he is essentially an NFL back already, which I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's fine. That's great. The the more you can watch better players, I think that makes sense. My main hang-up with this is do you have the offensive line to do the stuff that they do at the next level? That, that That is my question. And uh, Coach Pink, friend of the program with, uh, with On3, he shared a few videos um, of, of Coach Friend. Nope, not Coach Friend. It is Coach Friend. Yes, I always want to say somebody else for the offensive line coach. I don't know why. But, you know, working with them you know, with zone blocking and working off of double teams and things like that. And so that's great. You know, I, I think that's awesome. I think that's exciting. But 
I'm curious to see what they do differently in the running game because of this. You know what I mean? Did he say specifically running game? Or did he just say, like, how they get their their running backs the ball in the NFL? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, sure. He just said, he, I, I think he, and just in general, like, how do I take advantage? I think there is, like, how I think you're do right. I take advantage? How do I take advantage of a guy like Tank Bigsby? Mm-hmm. And the NFL, I mean, a lot of times running backs are uh, towards the top of, on teams as far as receptions go. Like, I kind of already harped on this. I'm not going to go much further. Sure. but. I just like, hey, let's don't like, let's don't waste this. Let's don't waste this guy. He's got one more year. Right. Um, how? What are we missing? What is something? Let's go look at some film of Ezekiel Elliott or whoever we think are the top backs and you know in the NFL and look at what I how think they he's get Alvin Kamara. I mean, you talk about a guy oh, that can catch the football. Yes. Yes, I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, yeah, how, like what? How how are we able to? You know, what what can we do? What what are we missing? I guess, and how, let's maximize, uh, let's maximize. You know, this opportunity because this is the last year we got him, and we gotta, you know, we gotta really really push it because hey, this is big recruiting wise. Like, Tank's gone regardless. Mm-hmm. So, uh, can we can we can we make him a better player? Can can we can help him shoot up the draft boards and? Uh, that pays dividends in recruiting too. You got guys like uh, four-star backs like Jeremiah Cobb over there in Montgomery, who's yeah. you know St. James, who's looking at. Let's see how they uh, let's see how they use this dude, who's a pretty much consensus one of the top backs in the country. Uh, how are they going to use him? Because that that will go a long way into how I feel like they'll use me. So yeah, I mean you're uh, recruiting all of these dudes that are extremely talented, and they're going up against guy. You know, Alabama's putting first-round running backs into the league. Georgia, Georgia has done it recently as well. Was Sony their last one? I guess so. Might and, have been. And then obviously LSU with, you know, Clyde edwards Lair. So uh, can can you get into that? Can you get into that rotation? Because it, it almost feels like to me, if Tank is not a top 50 pick, Auburn dropped the ball somewhere. I agree. Because he's got the traits. Man. You just got to put it on tape so the, you know, so the teams will love him. Man, that hit. Yes, you're absolutely right. If 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 Tank is not a early... Uh, second round pick, like he's if he doesn't go because running backs are devalued. Let's just go ahead and say it. I mean, I think he could be good enough to be a first round pick, but if uh, if he's not, you know, middle second round or better, you really drop the ball. You really, really drop the ball, and that doesn't necessarily always have to be on the coaches. I mean, there's a situation, the quarterbacks, the the wide receivers, but like they're do they're clearly doing their homework they're they're doing their homework and figuring out how we can make sure tank gets the ball and and how can we maximize it does this I've said feel, maximize a thousand times it's a good word in 14 minutes yeah um it's a good word do you think this feels any different from a year ago ah uh, I think I we know. all agree there was more hope a year ago than there is now Maybe some people are gonna be upset Maybe more verbal, uh, okay. I guess. Um, more ver- uh, uh, I guess. I don't remember. I don't remember them talking about anything other than just like what their philosophy was going to be. I don't remember us talking about how to figure out different ways that we can get tank the ball. It was mostly like we're just gonna, you know, run, set up the pass. You know, we're gonna be a physical team. You know, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Uh, this it seems a lot more deliberate. I guess maybe this year. So uh, it does feel a tad different. Um, but at the end of the day. Uh, Harson is the uh, going to be the uh, head of the offense, and if you know 
if it's going to look a lot of the same as last year, you're wondering, you're, you just hope it's different and not just, you know, I guess coach speak. Right. I mean, the, the amount of pass attempts from last year, I just look at this team this year and it's like your quarterback situation is worse. We think your wide receiver yeah. position is worse. You think, I think the tight end position is probably better. Yeah. Your offensive line. Maybe it's a hair better. You lose Broham. I don't know how much damage that does to you, but you know, in theory, maybe it takes a step up. But I think your running back situations it takes a step up. And so, to me, yeah. that all screams throw it less and run it more. But like you said, like we've already kind of harped on these pass attempts. You know, if you're going to throw it 22 times a game or whatever, yeah, which I think would be lower than last season. I don't have that in front of me. But if you know four of those or checkdowns, or four of those are swing passes or, or screens or anything like that, it's going to open up so much to the offense. It's going to give so many people you know, involved more confidence, whether it's TJ Finley or Calzada, whoever wins the quarterback job. Your offensive line is going to feel like they're doing more, which I think they're better at that type of blocking anyway. So you know, I, there, there's a lot to like about the idea of all of this, but, right. but we all bought into it a year ago. We all bought yeah. into the 1-0 mentality, you know, the... The, the fourth and one, you know, all, all of that stuff. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen yeah. at all. And, no, it did not. And, and the game got away from some, the flow of the game in regards to, you know, maybe you were down earlier than you thought and you need to pass to get back in it. And, and I'm cool with all of that. But I think we can all think of several key moments last season, Charlie Five, where it's like, why did Auburn not run the ball? It was there. Oh, yeah. Whether it's oh, yeah. the fourth and two and you decided to throw a fade instead of a go to tank against Penn State or, you know, the fourth and short situation um, against South Carolina. I mean, th- there are multiple situations where it's like, feel like we're being too cute. And that's the Harson's whole thing. It was like, we're just going to line up and beat you. And it's like, you didn't give your guys a shot. Yeah, well, uh, and again, how much of that is mentality and how much is 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 self realization? I, I care. I, yeah. I, I care less about that. I care less about a fourth and one uh, if if Tank touches the ball in some some capacity. You know what I mean? Like last year, he had twenty one catches. Jarquez had twelve. Like, and he averaged almost a first down every time he caught a pass. Uh, did Tank so? Um, and I would love how I would love to know how many of Jarquez's catches came like after the fifth week of the season. Yeah, I, I mean that would be I, I, I haven't done a game log, but yeah, I mean it's it's that's that's less than you know that's less than two catches two catches a game, and then he didn't when you couple that into not running it more than you know fifteen ish times a game, you're ta- you're you're severely limiting uh, opportunities for those guys who are without a doubt, our best offensive weapons. So, uh, yeah, get them the ball. Let's let's get them the ball. Let's. I, I love that they're watching NFL film because I just feel like the way NFL the NFL teams use running backs nowadays is just so crazy. That's why a guy like like you said, you mentioned him early, like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire can be a first-round pick because he's such a great pass catcher and, uh, you know, chain mover. Uh, but he's not doing it just turn around, hand it off and beat somebody in the, you know, beat somebody right in the hole. And he, he's, he's, he's slick. He, you get him on a linebacker and it's a huge mismatch. And they talked about uh, moving, putting tank in, in the slot a little bit, uh, working him in the slot and working him in space uh, uh, in, in practice today too. So, or yesterday. So that's maybe, maybe, maybe that's going to be something 
you know, to watch moving forward. In November, in November of last season, Auburn's top two backs, Tank Bigsby and Jarquez Hunter. Let's see, Tank had six catches. And that includes four of them against A&M. Then he had he one just, against South Carolina and one mm, against um, Alabama. The, you're talking about just in the month of November, like we're, yep. we in the lost most, four games. Yep, right. yep, in the most important wow. month of your season. He had six, six. Four of them were in one game. And then Jarquez had zero against a and zero game. against State. Right. One against South Carolina and then two in the Iron Bowl. Wow. So, I mean, that, that just that part of your offense went away. When, when Auburn fans were most frustrated about where the offense was, I mean, it's just that's not what they were doing. So, I think that's worth wow. noting and looking at moving forward. So, perhaps that's what he was talking about, you know, with him – Looking at the NFL and studying, you know, how the NFL uses running backs like Tank Bixby, I think that's um I think that's something to be excited about, seriously. Because I think that usage just changes the perception of the offense moving forward. All right, I want to get Charlie Five's thoughts on how far basketball can go in March Madness. And also he's got some really exciting thoughts regarding Cruton for Auburn basketball moving forward. Today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar. Ever want to encourage folks to go to built.com and check out all the different flavors. If you like chocolatey flavors, if you like fruity flavors, if you like savory flavors, whatever it may be, they have something for you. Also, their built puffs are delicious. They're like protein infused marshmallows. They're very, very good. High in protein, low in calories, low in sugar. They keep you full. It's delicious. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. That is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. And I hope you guys have your coin ready to throw at all of the basketball action starting today. BetOnline.net is where you go for all of your betting, wagering, and sporting information. Auburn's at pretty good odds right now. If you want to, if you're feeling good, if you feel confident about the two-seeded Tigers, go to BetOnline where the game starts. All right, Charlie Five. Real quick, real quick, before we just jump into things. All right. I want to get your thoughts on some of these lines. All right. So, you can bet, uh, one of the prop bets to bet online is mascots. Mascots, I saw that. Which mascot will advance the furthest? Wildcats have the best odds because of Arizona, Kentucky, Villanova, and Davidson. Oh, wow. Bulldogs is second because of Gonzaga and Drake, but for the Zags. Then Tigers is third at plus 300 because Auburn, LSU, Memphis, and Texas Southern, they're ahead of the Raiders and the Spartans. I'm surprised there's two Spartans in this, but apparently Norfolk State is that as well, so I had no idea. But, (laughs) like, I I, I think that's a good bet. I think that's a good bet. What's the odds on the Wildcats? What was the odd on Wildcats? Uh, Minus 175. Uh, I feel like that's that's an easy win right there uh, because you got Arizona and, like you said, Arizona mm-hmm. and Kentucky. That's a good one. Um, I love that one. Which number two seed will advance the furthest? Auburn has the third best odds out of four. Kentucky is the highest with minus 105. Duke is second at plus 275. And Auburn is plus 375. Then Villanova's after that. Man, I, going the furthest, I really like, I really like our bracket. 
I really, really love our bracket. I yeah. think Auburn, Auburn is in great value there. Really good value. And then team to advance the furthest, they have <laughs> they have Auburn in one on ones with uh with two different schools. There's several like one on one matchups you can pick. Yeah. But um Auburn and this is just awesome that we live in a world where both of these exist. You can bet on just Auburn versus Kentucky, who goes the farthest. Yeah. Kentucky's minus 140, Auburn's plus 100. So we'll see about that. And then also, the other one is who will advance the farthest, Auburn or Duke? And Auburn has the better numbers against Duke in Coach K's last run. I got to really see uh, Duke's overrated. I got to really see their – I got to look at their bracket again, but what's Auburn? Auburn has the minus odds on that one uh, against Duke, not against Kentucky, but against Duke. So that's amazing. Wow. And then that you can amazing. bet if, uh, will Auburn advance to the sweet 16? Yes is favored at minus three twenty-five. Then no yeah. is plus two fifteen. So the big thing is surviving that first weekend and Vegas yeah. seems to think Auburn will do it. So I think, I just think it's fun that we're, we're in all of these against Kentucky and Duke and these one-on-one matchups and, and in Vegas. I love it. It's fun to even have those options. Like that's not yeah. always been a thing. That's no always out. That's uh, that, that's a lot of fun. And I agree. I, I I do agree with that. To me, I'm more worried about because I kind of feel like if we get past the Sweet 16, you know, we could make a little run. We could make a little run to the you know to the Final Four. Uh, if you because I just feel like the length of USC scares me. USC is a long team. Like I think we'll play Miami. I think we'll play Miami. You think Miami will win? Well, I, if we, if Miami beats USC, then then I like our I like our chances. Uh, USC's length. Uh, uh, Arkansas has some long guys uh, that play that you know are, that can guard our guards. That frustrated us. Uh, the Pac-12 long, stinks, man. The Pac-12 was terrible this they year. They're bad. They I'm were just awful. Worried about I'm worried about length and shooting and 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 guard shooting and scoring. So. That's that that, but they may be the length may be our into our advantage. We may be faster than them. I don't know much about how they play. All I look at is literally like the whole team is six seven and above, and they have yeah. in their point guard six three. So length uh, when we're going to start six foot six foot uh, six five. You know what I mean in the in the um in the backcourt. Uh, so that's that. If we can get past uh, if we can get past the second round. I feel like – I think we would look at possibly – I think it would be Wisconsin we'd play next. It'd be either probably Wisconsin or LSU, you would think. I think, be one we'll, of those two. I think we'll stroke Wisconsin. I really? Think we'll I, absolutely see, I, I, I think Auburn would match up better against LSU. Auburn just doesn't play well against those teams that have a slow tempo. I mean, the Wisconsin basketball program and the Wisconsin football program is like the same thing. It's just slow totally and physical. S- Soft big man. They got a soft seven footer who has like no stats. Yikes. He averages like less than ten points a game. What he'll is that ab- like? I have no he'll idea. Get a, well, he'll get abused, and and I think they have like one or two really good little guard uh, guard combo type players that can score. I just they're going to be slow. We're going to be. I just feel like we're, we'll absolutely dominate. We'll get them, push them, push the tempo, get them running, and we'll we'll dominate Wisconsin. It'll be a lot like those games we saw last uh, the last run we made against like a Kansas or a, yeah. or a North Carolina, where we're just way too athletic. Uh, for and then at that like point, that. I mean, if you're in the Elite Eight, you probably play Kansas, obviously. And it's like if you're Kansas in the Elite or Eight, Iowa, I think maybe they're pretty good. They can score the basketball. Yeah. They can score the basketball. I don't think Kansas. I I don't. I, I think we can take Kansas. 
Uh, I would be – honestly, I might be more worried about Iowa because they can shoot the basketball. They can shoot. That would scare that would scare me a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if but you it, get past USC, you got Wisconsin and then a very, very beatable one seed, probably the most beatable, in my opinion, one seed that out there. I guess that would make sense. Yeah, they're they're, they're the a one seed off of resume, not off of eye test, in my opinion. Yeah. Which I is agree. a difference. Which is a difference. I agree. Um, I agree. Gonzaga, I think, is a one seed off of eye test and not necessarily resume. But the Big yep. 12's good. The Big 12's really, really good. And so they've got a lot of good wins, just like Auburn does and just like a lot of teams in the SEC do. But, like, they are not better than Tennessee, I don't think. I think Tennessee's going to be in the Final Four. They're really good. And they're hot I mean, right they, now. They, yeah. they look like we did in 19. I have us playing, in my bracket, I have us playing Tennessee in the Final Four. I think that works out. I think that's correct. That's how it works I out. have Auburn playing Kentucky in the national championship. <laughs> <laughs> We're so uh, homer. Uh, we yeah. Homers. Twitter, Twitter, like, I just wouldn't want to be able to go through that. Like, that would, that would be miserable. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. But uh, I, I like, uh, I, that's what I said. I, I have, um, I went ahead and took, uh, I, I mean, I like Tennessee. And I like the way that bracket sets up. Um Houston's a good team, can knock off Arizona early. Um, I don't think Houston's very good. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think they're going to beat UAB, and then they they can play They can play good at times at a high level. So, uh, mm-hmm. I just don't – I'm not we'll – I'm, I'm, we'll just have to see. I just think Tennessee comes out of that side. Yeah, and then I've got Arkansas beating Gonzaga. I thought about that, and I could easily see that happening. But um, – God, they're just so big. Right. They're big. Hey, before we wrap up, you're really excited about basketball recruiting right now. Yeah. So, um, I love the two guys we have committed, Trey Donaldson, Chris Westry. We have a point guard and a combo guard who's over six foot tall. A combo yeah. guard who's six six. He can play two. He can play three. He's the guy. He's a guy that we're missing on this team that can, uh, when the shot clock gets low, we're not just necessarily jacking up a three. He's physical enough, long enough to get to the get to the rim and get fouled. Um, I hope and, I hope he can play the three day one. That is my that yeah. would be a, such a blessing if they could line him up at the three. I think it'd be a little out of position for him, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. But you may have to do it just out of necessity. And it's like, all right, we got to put you on the floor a ton. So that would be yeah. um, that'd be huge. I don't know if you can start him over Allen. That's the that's the only thing. Like, I wonder what that looks like. And then what happens yeah. to Devin's minutes? But still, it's uh, well, it offers a lot of excitement for sure. Based off what I can tell, what I can tell, and what I think is going to the way I'm not going to say names because I'm just going to like give you numbers. Okay, we have nine returners. Okay, guaranteed returners. That's uh, that means. Are you counting Allen? Yeah, and counting Allen. That means Preston Cook loses his scholarship, graduates. Jabari graduates, uh, and or not graduates goes pro. Kessler goes pro. Um, we only had 12 scholarships this year. Okay, okay. so we got nine. We bring in two. Uh, that's uh, Donaldson and Westry. I think we're going to add – get ready for this. I, I really think – like where we sit, Johan Troy, he committed to LSU. He did not sign. Five-star big man. We were right there. I think a lot of the experts, basketball recruiting experts, have already put their picks in for Auburn. We may be in the driver's seat. I think in some of the quotes I've seen. How tall um, is he? 6'10". But but a big six ten. He is, is he, built. Is he a is he a five or does he want to play a, as like a he could play four? both. Okay. He could play both. But I he will be he would be an incredible big man for us. What a sales um, pitch! 
Yes. Because, like, could, I love Dylan, but he does not need to be our starting five next year. I don't think. He, Dylan has is is so perfect for the role that he plays, in yeah. my opinion. Energy, right. come in, uh, block shots, have a couple big dunks, uh, be very aggravating on defense. I love that, but I'm like you. 20 minutes out of Dylan, is, it, I just don't think that's where he's – I don't think he's there yet. But, yeah, I think we're looking at looking to add uh, Johan Troy, who is going to be another one and done. Delicious. Okay, so that's 11. I personally think we're going to lose at least three players off this team. Based off everything I've heard, I'm not going to say who, but I think we're going to lose at least three players off this team. Okay, so that takes us back down to uh, – back down to, I think, eight or nine – Regardless, I think we're going to look to add a uh, a power forward, mm-hmm. uh, and either the, through the uh, through the portal or maybe um, a kid that's in flux with this with coaching changes that are happening right sure. now. Um, th- that could be a high school kid, but I think this is the part that's going to be key. Bruce is going to add a six five six six three point shooting sharpshooter in the in the portal be ready for it it's gonna happen don't know there there's tons of names being floated out there uh it's going to happen he will not go into next year without having multiple guys that can shoot 35 percent or better from three because that's the kind of offense bruce wants to play and then he's going to have uh an athlete add this johan trory kid uh you got jalen coming back for another year could be physical inside, and then you're going to have Jalen's not some, one of the three that you think would leave. I don't think Jalen. I, I think Jalen is the only real power forward that we have on the team. I, I so, think he. He's so who do you think's leaving? Good, Devin. I'm not talking. About, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to. I don't like if if they were to like want to stay. I don't want to be out there saying I want you to leave. I just there's 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 at least three guys that I think are going to be gone. I'll, off this team next year. Uh, so we're going to have room to add, you know, a couple of guys in the portal and that will be portal season, which is going to heat up pretty quick. Uh, yeah. is going to be, is going to be a lot of fun. I think we're going to start adding, looking, you'll start seeing some sharpshooter names. They're going to start popping up. And I think we're going to add at least one, maybe two, six, six, four, six, five ish, three point shooting 38% and above type guys. Well, he nailed the roster management part of the job last offseason. So that'll be fun to see. Charlie Five, how can people find you here? You support you, all that good stuff. Find me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five, auburnlive.com, the corner message board, in the Auburn, locked on Auburn Discord, or Monday, Wednesday, Friday on the Dad Bod Golf Club. That does it for today's edition of the show. We'll be back to wrap up our week together right here on Locked On Auburn. A Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.